Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper in Montreal. The Oilers and the Canadians. The Oilers closing out a three-game road trip tomorrow night. Second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by World of Spas. They can, after a long day, World of Spas offers Stubbs Design with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Of course, you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. And you can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Same number, 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement, bet on it. We'll tell you that guests on this show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your special occasion. Try a Wagyu steak today. And... uh we're just uh, working on trying to line up George uh, LaRock. We will tell you uh, he is uh, in transit as we speak. He was at a, an event uh, in the eastern part of the United States. Um, uh, but we're going to bring Brendan Escott in at this time. Brendan, how you doing? I'm doing well. You're doing well. So I'm going to get to something here because... The Edmonton Oilers, after the win last night, have improved to 22-15-1. Chris Knobloch is 17-20 in his last 20 games. Does there anybody believe, and you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, I had somebody actually say to me today that the Oilers, in the final 44 games, could go 22-22 and and still make the playoffs at 44 wins. I don't necessarily believe that to be the case. I don't believe for a second Edmonton's only going to win half their games. Do you think there's anybody out there that believes the Oilers won't make the playoffs right now i don't know how that's an honest question at this point there's no way there's absolutely no way with the way that they're rolling they're going to be a wild card team and i think anybody looking at playing edmonton right now in the first round of the playoffs should be quivering well i'll take it one step are they a better bet to finish in second or third or to miss the playoffs right now What's what's the higher probability? Yeah, I that they don't need a wild card spot, that they can work their way in a second or third in the division. Part of the problem is you look at the other teams and they're not really losing very many games either. But could they ultimately overtake, uh, say, a Vegas team in the void of great? Well, LA, Brennan, LA's won seven, lost seven straight games. Well, so LA team. 
that's the team. That I mean, now I think LA is going to. Now LA does have seven straight losses, but three were in overtime and shootouts. So they've gotten points, but they are not playing particularly well. Vegas has had so. I I just wonder at this stage of the game. I mean, and, and again, you can text us at any time at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I mean, is there a possibility that we're we're looking at a team that ends up getting? Could Edmonton actually get home ice despite the two nine and one start to the season? Could the Oilers get to the point where they could end up with home ice advantage in the opening round of the playoffs? They're not catching Vancouver. Vancouver's just got too much juice going right now. Vancouver can score. They got a hundred and five PDO. Um, so they're they're feeling it offensively right now. They're, they've got a good goalie in Thatcher Demko. I mean, realistically, I think there's only going to be three teams in the Central Division make the playoffs, and they're all good. Winnipeg, Colorado, and Dallas, those are really good teams. I don't think Minnesota makes it. I don't think Nashville makes it. Um, I don't think the St. Louis Blues make it. I don't think Arizona makes it. Obviously, Chicago isn't going to make it. And right now, there's six teams in the Pacific Division still in it. You know, it's a given that uh, Vancouver at the top spot. And then you're rolling with the likes of L.A. and Vegas. And then it's the Oilers. And then it's Seattle and Calgary. But I, I, I think Edmonton's still got a great chance to finish second or third and even possibly end up getting a home ice advantage for round number one. You can text us at 780-496-0063. What's the most likely scenario? Question two in this, Brendan. How surprised are you that it has come this quickly for this group of Edmonton Oilers after the two nine and one start under Chris Knobloch? Yeah, to me, this should have been after at least one roster move, maybe more like two or even after March 8th. But the fact that they've been able to rattle off, again, not one of these streaks, but two of them and have done it in such quick succession. I'm just looking at the standings right now. There was previously five teams if I hearken back there was five teams between Edmonton and playoff position now they're seventh in the Western Conference and all those teams that Bob just listed not typically or, or not likely I guess to make the playoffs by the time they roll around they're all behind Edmonton now in the standings and the Oilers have games in hand. They've only played 38 games when these other teams are all 40, 41, 42, with the exception of Los Angeles, who has also played 38. So lots of season left. And I think Frank said on Twitter this morning, this is the official halfway point of the NHL season tonight. Anthony in the hats uh, chime back in. He says, I had the Oilers winning the division in the summer. It's not out of the realm of possibility. All that needs to happen is that the Oilers stay relatively consistent and the Canucks hit a season dip. I'm optimistic. Obviously, we'll see what happens. Uh, Bob, uh, Skinner is fifth in the league now with wins. The Oilers will finish third in the division. That one comes to us from the uh, ace. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Mark in St. Albert has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says for sure they'll come in second place in the Pacific Division. Look how much they've caught up already. Brendan must have some belief. That one comes to us from Mark uh, in uh, St. Albert. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Nick has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Um, 
I all I almost lost hope on a playoff spot. The division crown is now definitely possible. Uh, Stuart Skinner's at a 901 save percentage. When was he last 900? Well, he hasn't been at 900 since the first game of the year. Another texter, Darren, says, let's not count our chickens like we did at the summer after the season start, wild card spot, or third place finish. I think it's realistic to hope for and expect anything more than that is a bonus. So that, that text comes from Darren. So Darren's saying just get in the playoffs, possibly third, doesn't see second as a possibility. I do think the Oilers can get to as high as second place. You can text us again at any time at 780-496-0063. It is 613 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick time out. You're listening to Oilers now. Mark Spector writing a piece today, sportsnet.ca. Uh, Evander Kane in a third-line role right now. I don't think it's one that he's going to continue in all season long. I think we're well aware of the fact Um you know, Advander does have 14 goals. He's on pace for basically what amounts to a 30-goal season, but he's only got the three goals over the last uh, 15 games or so. We're going to bring Brendan in. He's back at the 630 Chad Studios. Should we be concerned about Evander Kane's lack of productivity right now, Brendan? Oops, there's a right button. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm just uh, putting some pen to paper on my pregame piece, Bob, and that's exactly where I'm I'm going with what I'm watching for is Evander Kane has to be productive, and I'm not even necessarily looking at, like, you know, tinkering with things like his hockey stick, like he has been, changing from one brand to the other brand. Like, it, it's not about that at this point. It's about going out there and separating a man from a puck and imposing himself on a game because it seems like he's uh, out of sorts right now. And I get that he's probably frustrated that he's not getting the opportunity that, say, Warren Fogle is right now, for an example. But that is earned, too, to go out there and show it. All right. Uh, Dan says, uh, just regarding the order's recent uh, uh, streak, Bob, do you think the boys can maintain an 850 winning percentage? Because that's what they've done in the last 20 games. Um if they further up, uh, tighten up the coffee standards, will be very tough to beat. Well, I think it'd be almost impossible to play 850 hockey the rest of the year. If the Oilers do play 850 hockey the rest of the year, Chris Knobloch's going to win Coach of the Year. That's what's going to happen. I mean, he's <laughs> he's 19 and six right now, so he's you know let's, he's coaching at a 760 uh, points percentage since taking over the Edmonton Oilers. Brendan, there's no other way to say it here. In, in the Oilers' wildest dreams, when Jeff Jackson and Ken, Ken Holland made the coaching change, I, could they even have envisioned a 19-6 and six start in the first 25 games that Chris Knobloch has achieved as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers? No, even a few games into the new regime, it didn't look like a whole lot of traction had been gained. And then all of a sudden, poof, they rattle off eight in a row. Bit of a reality check mixed in there. And now here we go again. And and what we're seeing, and I think what the whole hockey world is seeing, is the level of calmness reverberating through this team, which is amounting to maturity. And it's amounting to wins that maybe they weren't going to pick up earlier this season or a few years ago. As it just It's a different group. And I'm not saying that Jay Woodcroft was the wrong man to lead it. But it seems like Chris Knobloch is is a real good pick to lead it as well. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You talk to people that watch the OHL, 
and they were always big on Knobloch because of how consistent Erie played. But he's not a guy that would sell well. You know what I mean? Like sometimes coaches got to have a little bit of sale, uh, selling ability in them to, to get the, you sell to the players, but you also sell to your future employers. And it's just, it's, it's really interesting what's happened here. Um, even last night, a game in which Edmonton completely dominated Detroit in stretches. So, I mean, I, I will say this, Brendan, one area that I've got concerned, I mean, the Oilers are on a 9-0 run. They're only 18th in the league in the power play during that 9-0 run. And it, the power play has not been as good this year. Though they are, you know, top four in the league over the last 20 games, but they, they've kind of hit the skids here. To me, they're too deselective on the power play. They gotta get pucks to the net quicker. It's like they, they, they gotta make five or six perfect passes before they're even prepared to, to shoot the puck. It reminds me of the story about Coach Drake, Claire Drake with the Alberta Golden Bears at the World University Games and they were playing South Korea and they were destroying them. They were up like 15 or 18 nothing through the first period. And the Bears had to make sure everybody touched the puck before they shot the puck. And sometimes I think that's the, uh, the mantra of the Oilers power play. So I'm going to ask, like, is this just a short term? I mean, that power play has been so good for the last five seasons. Is this a short term scenario or has there been a little bit too much obstinance and stubbornness from the Oilers power play? Well, and this is what I was going to sort of flip back on to you is, is this a now a pattern that we're starting to see with them as, as the Evan Bouchard led, if you will, since they've moved on from Tyson Berry, is the streakiness of this power play something that we can start to say is is a bit of a pattern and uh, I think that if the answer is yes then really there's nothing to be concerned about because we know it's going to resort back to once they start hammering a couple of these pucks home and remembering that that's really all it takes is to get that puck into to harm's way and then whack away at it uh, it's almost like the mentality needs to to reverberate back to where it was a little earlier on in the season and I, I think that we can be confident that that it will. Now that it hasn't yet through video sessions and that sort of thing does make me wonder. But Bob, I ask you this, they haven't practiced much or had much practice time to implement that kind of thing recently now, have they? No, and again, we should mention the team, uh, the CBA mandated days are for the day. You have to give significant notice for that to happen. That's how the arrangement works. So today was always going to be an off day for the Edmonton Oilers. It was an off day for the Canadians as well because the Canadians played, uh, back, like the Canadians tomorrow night will be playing their third game in four days. So granted, Edmonton's the road team uh, and, and the Oilers will be playing three and five, but the Canadians were playing back to back and the Oilers elected to take the uh, CBA mandated off day today. That on Wednesday they did not practice because the team got in very late into Detroit, and they felt they needed to recharge the batteries. And obviously it worked because Edmonton ended up out shooting the Red Wings, which frankly surprised me. Forty-seven, seventeen. Um, I just think the power play needs to shoot earlier in the power play and put more pucks on the net, create chaos, and attack the net. I, I, I think that there's too much focus on trying to create the perfect play. It does not mean that I'm right. AJ from St. Thomas is Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 624 in Edmonton. AJ says, seems like EK is playing. Uh, 
I'm on the boards, not hitting and not taking heavy engagement into most plays or scuffles. I'm wondering if he was injured or just playing less intense, maybe not injuring himself while playing third line, even strength minutes in PP2. What do you think, Bob? Well, I think we've alluded to the fact that, that Evander Kane has dealt, I mean, he missed basically three weeks worth of practice. And I think we all know that we were looking at a player that was dealing with some sort of injury if he can't practice. He started practicing again. Uh, in the short term, he is not in the Oilers' top six. Come playoff time, the Oilers are going to need him in the top six because they are going to need his physicality. So fair comment in the short term, maybe a little bit of concern, but also a realization that this is a guy that, in theory, you're going to need what he brings. Because what he brought was pretty good. Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Joel says, Bob, the Oilers, uh, a wild card or third place is the most likely scenario in terms of the division. Some roster moves still need to be made, but hey, anything can happen. I really want to see uh, Pit Pickard take a run. Maybe they don't even need another goalie. That one comes to us from Joel. Well, interesting perspective on Pickard. I do think you'll see another goaltender at some point get brought in here. Um, and, I, and as I mentioned at the start of the show today, I could totally see the orders having. I'll include Holloway as one of the moves, but maybe three forwards, including Holloway, added into the mix uh, between now and the trade deadline. And it just it's, it's kind of an inevitable situation. I don't know if the orders will pay big for a goaltender. But I think they're going to get somebody that's a little bit bigger than Calvin Pickard. That's say Pickard's played well. He stopped pucks, which is the primary part of his job. His teammates love him. He works hard in practice. He takes extra shots. That's what sort of number three organizational goaltenders need to do. And so guys want to play for him. And they played for him last night, 47-17. Again, we've got Eric Engels coming up today in about six minutes' time. Keep texting us, by the way, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Again, you can text us 780-496-0063. Bob, you guys mentioned that Knobloch has had a history of a streaky coach in the AHL. Well, I guess I'm 100% right. I'm a believer uh, in Chris Knobloch. That one comes to us from Dan. Well, I I said he had long, prolonged streaks on multiple occasions in the OHL. And he wouldn't even say that was his best streak. He would say his best streak was what started in Kootenai as his rookie year. And if you took a look, and those of you that watched the, we might even have guys that played in the league at that time, but watched the Western Hockey League. Saskatoon getting beat in 2011 in the opening round of the playoffs when they'd acquired Braden Shen. And Portland getting beat in the WHL final by Chris Knobloch and the Erie Otters. That was a big deal uh, uh, those years. So it was a pretty amazing accomplishment. And again, Eight times in Erie over the four seasons, he had undefeated streaks. So undefeated, we mean undefeated in regulation of 10 or more games. Eight times, basically two a year. Thomas Dias has a global news weather traffic update. Eric Engels coming up from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet when we return.